Class is out and the coffee's on. I've got a couple things on my chest that I've got to get off. Uh, so cut me some slack and pour me a cup of that joe. Welcome to the teacher's lounge, baby. Let's try to figure out whether or not Lost is a good TV show. Nice. Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, a podcast about whether or not Lost is a good TV show. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 12, Par Avian. Par Avian. I don't know how it's pronounced. I guess I probably should have looked that up. Um, Par Avian. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's French. So we there's a point where you kind of just don't really have to show them a whole lot of respect. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this is our first uh, Claire episode of the season. Uh, Emma, what are your thoughts on this one overall? Overall thoughts, uh, I think we get a really great performance from Emily Dervine. Yeah, it feels like it's very clear that she's like, all right, this is what they're giving me to work with, so I'm going to go all out on it. Yep. Yeah. I think we get a good performance from her. um, And then also uh, Christian. But otherwise, I don't know. Kind of middle of the road for me. It's not, it wasn't like the best episode I've ever seen, but certainly not a bad episode either. Right. It's not, it's not horrendous. There's a couple things uh, I have issues with that I think we can talk about along the way. Nothing that's like so big that it affects the structure of the episode, I don't think. Uh, Well, there's one thing that we'll talk about that is one of my favorite things in the entire show. That they did in this episode so mm-hmm. i will we'll get to that too but okay. yeah overall i would say this is a middling episode a little bit better than average yeah um mm-hmm. but not nothing you're not blowing any minds this doesn't have i mean compared to um something like uh i i mean i really love we had such a good run with uh the juliet episode and then the desmond episode uh, then there was that one week where all of our memories went blank, mm-hmm. and then uh, the uh, Trisha Tanaka is dead, the Hurley episode. Like, those are all, like, really standout episodes of the show, even just, in like, over all three seasons so far. So this one is a little bit disappointing in that respect. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to agree there. Um, yeah, well, this one was written by Christina M. Kim and Jordan Rosenberg, which is interesting. Uh, up till now, Christina M. Kim has mostly been a writing partner with Elizabeth Sarnoff. So this is like the, her first one where she wasn't teamed up with uh, Elizabeth Sarnoff, which is interesting, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and it was directed by Paul Edwards. And we've seen all three of these people before. Um, uh, and, oh, and Par Avion, of course, is, as we said, uh, French. And it's, uh, uh, but it's like one of those like deja vu type things that we use here. Um, that means, uh, airmail in case, uh, in case you didn't know, uh, because I did not know that when, uh, this episode first aired and this is, I believe what, uh, made me realize that because hmm. I have no occasion to ship any, uh, airmails. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> so we start with a flashback, mm-hmm. um, Claire who has black hair and. Oh yeah. Let's actually talk about that yeah. right now. How are we feeling about black hair Claire? I love it. 
Yeah, here's my thought on that. I think I could fix her. What That's what heck? I see when I when I see black hair. Yes. When I see goth goth Claire. Yes. Um, I like goth Claire. I think she mm-hmm. has a great sense of style. I I like mm-hmm. uh you know granola hippie Claire too, but I I really sure. like this Claire. Um, she also has like a thicker makeup profile than we've ever seen on her. Usually she is pretty like, I don't know, like more natural, and she has kind of the thicker eyeliner and the the lipstick on um but uh so yeah a new look new claire that we're seeing mm-hmm. um she has been in a car accident and um i think she you know at this point in the episode i'm thinking maybe she crashed because she was turning up the my chemical romance you know sure. i don't know yeah. um, she thought that she missed the exit to hot topic yes yep was... She swerved the car and unfortunately hit the, the barricade. It's hard to say at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. But uh, that is actually a missed opportunity, don't you think? They didn't. They don't have her in a single Invader Zim T-shirt throughout I was, this entire episode. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, they're at the mall, and we don't see them outside of a hot yeah, topic. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, um, that's a great point. What do you think hot topic is like now? They still have them. I'm pretty sure. I think they do. I have no Oh, idea. it's all Rick and Morty, isn't it? Oh, it has to be. It has to be yeah. like all Rick and Morty. Um, yeah. Are there even like mall goths anymore? Is that even a thing? I mean, there's, there's barely malls. That's true. I live right next to what used to be a mall, and they're literally leveling it uh, now as we speak. Um, I will say this. I live barely close to the Mall of America. That's like mm-hmm. usually the mall that I go to if it's not holiday season. Yeah. And I don't think I've seen any mall goths recently. Sure. So Yeah, um, maybe they're a dying breed. Yep, time of the past. Um if you see a mall goth if you see someone walking around the mall, folks, with a wallet chain wearing um the trap like Jinko pants. jeans. Yeah. Oh oh yeah. <laughs> Salute them. Thank them for their service. Yeah. They're keeping it alive. Buy them some Starbucks. They earned it. They deserve it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, but, but, yeah, so Claire, she's been in a car accident. She has the glass in her hair. Um, the mm-hmm. camera pans out, and you see that Claire's mom has been thrown out of the car, and she looks like she's in really, really rough shape. Yeah, um, she doesn't look good. No. Mm-mm. This is like another one of those instances where the makeup was so thick with yeah. like the blood that I was kind of surprised that it aired like that just this time and era. But um, yeah. we see some more icky makeup this episode too. So maybe I should stop yes. being surprised by the like kind of body horror-esque makeup that yeah. we see on this show i mean this is america right so we're for sure going to be able to see somebody's like exposed like brain matter yes. before we ever see like a nipple on here yeah. uh so uh I, I i guess if abc had to pick they're definitely going for for gore mm-hmm. yeah uh on the island, Claire uh, wakes up to a plate of fruit. 
Um, and Charlie is holding Aaron and teasing her about getting up late, saying that the only way um, that she, he, she could sleep in is if uh, he took the, the midget, is what he says, which I believe uh, probably would not fly today. Um, but, it's, you know, uh, 2007. Um, I, oh, I don't know. Off the gate, look... We can't... Obviously, we hate the Charlie Claire pairing on the yes. show. Yes, yes. Um, their flirting is painful in this. It, like... He starts it off by being like, Oh, yeah, I, I let you sleep, by the way. Don't... Like, he starts it off by, like, telling her what he's done for her. Like, she's been awake for 0.4 seconds. Um, and he's, like, talking about how, like, he, like, took the kid and all that. And this, I don't know. It's just obnoxious. I, I don't care for it. Um, I like that they give Claire a little bit of a backbone in this, but I'm not I'm not enjoying this at all still. Yeah, same. Claire talks about how Charlie's been depressed all week, and uh, he says that he uh, wants to seize the day with her, and so that he has a picnic set up down the beach. Uh, people love to set up picnics on the show. Not one has ever gone correct. Is that... Am I thinking right on that? Like... That's a red flag. If somebody sets up a picnic on this island, like, something really bad is about to happen, or your plans are just going to completely change. Right. Best case in... I mean... So... The, uh... Best case scenario, right, is that Said and Shannon had sex, but then she did see the vision of Walt, which ultimately led to her death. Right. So even that was, like... Not great. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, the picnic killed uh, Libby. Uh, it um, it just doesn't seem to go great for people. Meanwhile, back out in the jungle, uh, Saeed and Locke are arguing about directions and about Locke blowing up the uh, the uh, station. I love um, this. This is exactly mm -hmm. what we were complaining about on I know. the last episode. I know. Well, I like that they, like, really anticipated and, like, didn't shy away from the whole, like... You should have said something about the C4. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I we talked about that last episode, and then it, that it became an actual plot point in this one. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Locke and Rousseau want to kill Mikhail, uh, but Said and Kate don't. I will say, they. this is like the third or fourth time someone's been like, why don't we kill this guy? And we have not actually gotten an answer yet. Um, yeah. I, it's kind of implied later in this one that, like, I guess Saeed and Kate were wanting to trade him for Jack. That feels so unlikely to me. Um, I don't know. It, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm fully on the team Locke and Rousseau. There's no way leaving this guy alive uh, is going to work out for them. And uh, although luckily they won't have to think about it for too much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, Which what a bummer. We'll we'll talk about it more when we get there. But. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. I know. That is one of the disappointing things of this. Um, Claire and Charlie get to their picnic. Um, Charlie says that the first course is cereal, which I don't really want to dig into these picnics too much on this, but what kind of picnic you have cereal at? That seems like the worst picnic food of all time. This is like, I gotta sit there and I gotta hold a bowl of cereal. Um, I guess you work with what you got on this island. Does an ant get some of the cereal though? Like, oh yeah, or doesn't ooh. it feel like it would be real? easy to for sand to get and, and seawater to get in your bowl of cereal oh, on your point. beachside picnic 
I don't know. It's not what I would pick. But um, uh, Desmond shows up and invites Charlie to go boar hunting. Um, clearly, like, really implying, like, yeah, Charlie, you should be hunting today, not doing this picnic. Um, while they're talking, Claire sees a flock of seagulls. And now, uh, Emma, I'm going to cut this out, but this is where we will uh, edit in the full... Uh, song I Ran by Flock of Seagulls. Oh, good. Off um, three minutes. To, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's an 80s song, so I assume like the radio cut is three minutes and the actual thing is like eight minutes yeah. for some reason. <laughs> so we'll have that whole the full one in there. Well, good. Well, it's a banger. <laughs> I approve. I mean, it is. Yeah, it is a great song. <laughs> but Claire says she, she knows how to get them off the island and runs off back towards the, the camp. Uh, and she goes towards Sun and Jin. Uh, asking for Jin's nets. She's really like, she's doing that thing where she's like, hey, I need your nets and we need to like do, we need to do X, Y, Z, but like she's not explaining anything to anybody. Um, But I will say if at the point that Claire is involved in something on this island, I think you probably just go along with it, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're kind of just like, yeah, this is, this has to be worthwhile because if Claire's, if it's gotten to the point where Claire is allowed to be part of it, you know it's necessary. Right. Uh, Sawyer asks why she wants them. Um, he's about to call her Barbie, but, uh, uh, he can't because Sun gives him a, uh, stern look because he's not allowed to call people nicknames, which is fun. I do like that. I like that. Um, yeah. Uh, um, Claire says that she saw, uh, metal on the, the leg of one of the birds and says that they're tagged. Uh, Charlie comes up and is super pessimistic about the plan. Like, she can barely get him to even pay attention. And now he's, like, 100% not on her side. Uh, This is the point where I'm just like, boy, if Charlie has to, like, crush her dreams like this uh, in order to... Like, why not just let her in on it at this point? Like, ultimately, that's... But, like, oh, my God. Desmond gave you a perfect excuse. Just be like, wow, we could really use some protein on the beach. Like, I'm going to go with Desmond. Let me know if you need anything. Like, he has the perfect getaway. Just say, I'm scared of birds. He doesn't have to. (laughs) Yeah, we will believe it. (laughs) He doesn't have to put her down. I just. uh, No. No, he's not good at communicating, though, uh, which is their fatal flaw as a couple. Mm hmm. Uh, in addition to all of the rest of their flaws. Uh, in the next flashback, Claire is getting stitched up when she gets approached by an officer who is asking how the accident happened. Is and this how they do things in Australia? I almost looked it up. It feels so yeah. American. Like, this has yeah. to be... Yeah. I don't know. This is an American cop with an Australian accent, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, sure. Um, in 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 a lot of ways, spiritually, I guess every cop is an American cop. If you yeah. think about it, like they're all kind of. That's true. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I don't know. She, she, he's so like pushy and judgmental and like accusatory towards her, but like she's barely out of the accident. Like she's in the process of getting like cleaned up. Clearly, has some sort of head injury. Mm-hmm. It seems insane to be that like uh, pushy with her when she probably can't even really answer correctly not only that but she's probably what like 18 19 yeah that's true too 
she's a teenager. I mean, I don't, I guess we don't really know how old she is, but she's very young. Like, mm-hmm. I, ugh, a lot of issues with this interaction. Um, <laughs> but he is asking what happened, and Claire says that a truck forced them off the road while she was driving. Um, I don't know if this was. Maybe it was mentioned in the episode that we had with Thomas, but has she said before in the past that her dad died when she was two? No, it okay. he said he mentioned something about her daddy abandonment issues, which that makes now so much worse. Oh my god! I know that it's like yeah, your daddy abandoned you by dying. Like okay, well I guess when you were two that's years really, old. Wow, yeah, that's really not what people mean when they mean abandonment issues. But okay. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. Um, I mean, that clear. It, it's so clear that they didn't have a plan for Claire up until um, the Anna Lucia episode where Christian goes to Australia to talk to her, because um, it, like the there, there's also a thing about Claire talking about how how her mom won't accept it that she's pregnant, where it's like, well, she she won't really get a chance to do anything about it. Like, she's in a coma. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Okay. So, uh, we learn that Claire's dad allegedly died when Mm -hmm. she was two. Um, And then the officer goes on to tell her that the truck driver says that they hit him. Um, and then he, like, adds in, like, he's fine, by the way. Um, yeah, he tries to guilt trip her about not asking about the truck driver. Yeah, and they've, like, spoken for, what is it, 20 seconds? 15 yeah. seconds at this point? Like, yeah. come on. I, ugh. But Claire sticks to her story that the truck hit them. So, but at the same time, like, she's very young. She's obviously feeling like like guilty and mm-hmm. kind of cornered here um but the officer keeps asking questions and wants to know how fast they were going and she says that she doesn't know um he basically drops the bomb that her mom has died in surgery like he says that there's been a yeah. fatality uh and Claire, like, is super quick to correct him and be like, well, she's in surgery. Yeah. That's not what happened. Which is another thing. It's like, he's, I guess he's trying to get her to accept the fact that her mom is gone, but, like, that's not really his job, but also, like, she's not yet. (laughs) Maybe wait until she's actually dead before you call it a fatality. Right. What's going on? Yeah. So, this cop sucks. This whole interaction Mm -hmm. sucks. Um, But, I mean, Claire... That's a backbone, to your point. Yeah. And it was kind of like, you know, having words with this officer, and I like to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun to think about what would the show be like if she was just like that on the island, too, all the mm-hmm. time. Um, <laughs> uh, back on the island, Kate talks to Rousseau about why uh, Rousseau has not asked her about Alex yet, saying, you know, like, hey... I told you about your daughter, and you haven't said anything. Um, and Rousseau basically says, like, you know, like, what if Jack had been gone for 16 years, and you were going to go find him now? Like, would you even want to know what had gone, ha- what, what had happened? And um, 
I gotta say, Mira Furlan, who plays Rousseau, uh, she's really good in, like, every scene that she's in. She is. It's just fun to watch. Like, she adds, like, such a nice presence. I kind of think, not that she's old, either. Like, how old could she, maybe she's in her 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, but between her and, like, Terry O'Quinn, I kind of feel like having a little bit of, like, older people on the show is, like, nice. Like, that's kind of what the show is missing. Um... Because everybody else is so young, and it's just nice to see somebody with like a little bit of gravitas uh, also, do something. Yes, 100% agree. Also, mm-hmm. I think that she is maybe the most consistent woman on the show. Yeah, for sure. And it's so nice to see like a really strong, badass female character that doesn't like change attitudes like. Once every season, you know, like, so she's pretty consistent and I like that. And just a great actress. Yeah, mm -hmm, absolutely. And and the, also not that it's like some kind of perfect, uh, like litmus test for how, uh, women are supposed to be represented on screen, but I would say basically every conversation she has passes the Bechdel test. Mm -hmm. Like she's really not concerned, like (laughs) she's not pining for her, like, her lost like uh, the father of alex's of alex like um you know she's uh, she's got her own thing going on which is mm-hmm. yeah nice compared to um whew, i don't know let me just pick a woman at random claire mm-hmm. all right um uh but yeah she's good mm-hmm. uh and then they join back up with the group kate tries talking to mikhail uh and he says that he was brought on the submarine which can leave now but um uh, two weeks ago, and I think that they're kind of implying still that this was because of the uh, the hatch exploding, um, uh, their communications beacon went down, so they can't get back to the island if they leave now. Uh, Kate asks why they would even want to come back, and Mikhail says that she's incapable of understanding uh, because she's not on the list, uh, which is nice and cryptic, um, and she, he says that she's not on the list because she's flawed. Uh, and she, he also talks a little bit about their leader, who is somebody who's not Ben. I feel like we may have gotten this implied a little bit up until this point, but this is the first time somebody who's, has, like, outright said it. Mm. Um, uh, because even, well, I guess he was lying at the time, but Ben even says it when he's a captive in the hatch, about how, like, their leader is gonna, like, punish him if he says anything. Um, but Mikhail says he knows more about them than they think, and says like you know oh it, they they say that they don't know him and he's like oh I, don't i know you Said Jarrah and Kate of course you're a complete stranger to me Kate Austin and which i think is very funny cuz like the the thing that you're not seeing here is like the nights that Mikhail had to like spend going over a binder of all of their information <laughs> at some point same with like Juliet when she's talking to Jack i just think that that's funny but and he also almost reveals that Locke used to be paralyzed, but then, um, uh, uh, Rousseau shouts out, and she, uh, she shows, uh, shows the pylons that she's found that are just sitting in the open field. Um, it did make me think, it's kind of weird that Locke being paralyzed is still a secret at this point from everybody. Or that like, he's, like, you know, wants to keep it a secret. Right. I kind of feel like, well... The lock that I have in my mind, I guess, at this point yeah. in the series would be like, you know, say whatever you want. 
Yeah, it doesn't seem like he would care that much. Yeah. But, like, especially not, like, it may, like if everybody had been like, oh my god, we crashed on the island and this guy was paralyzed, but now he can walk. That would have been something interesting at the beginning of the show, but now it's like, this guy we've known for 90 days used to be paralyzed. Like, it feels like it would hit a lot less hard if everybody mm-hmm. found out now. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, meanwhile, back at the beach, Claire and Jin are setting up a pretty well-made looking bird trap. Um, it looks great. And then, He's done this yeah, before. Looks, yes, for sure. They've caught, they've caught a seagull at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire helps uh, Sun cut bait um, to trap the seagulls. And Sun talks about how her mother didn't want her to end up like this. Uh, Claire talks about how her mom was a librarian. Uh, Claire, or, uh, son goes, like, was a librarian? Like, she acts, like, completely shocks that Claire's mom might be dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, which she, not even, we don't even know that Claire's mom is dead. But, um, I do think that that's, like, a, like, a, like, I don't know, usually you kind of, you try you to You pick up on uh, it and you don't say yeah. anything else, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, yeah. You don't this go, feels like, a little what? rude for Seth. Yes, yeah. Seth the Tim yeah, Allen. Yes. <laughs> um uh yeah i the i will say this conversation i liked it just in the sense of like you know them talking about their moms or whatever it's a it's a bummer that it's really just used in service to like lead into this flashback essentially like Mm -hmm. um i wish that conversations like this happened on the show more often where they kind of just took a second and gave us a little bit of character development from people yeah absolutely i feel like a bit of a missed opportunity to just see yeah. some more between them. Um, in the next flashback, Claire walks in to see her mom after surgery, and her aunt off to the side, Aunt Lindsay, asks very accusingly where she was. Um, yeah, this, this, this lady, sucks. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Claire had gone home after being questioned by the police to take a shower to get the glass out of her hair. And Mm -hmm. her aunt tells her that she's glad that she's feeling refreshed. I just, I don't know. This has to be such a uh, explosive family dynamic that you would ever say that to somebody (laughs) who's in Claire's situation. I guess she's blaming Claire, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. the like, weird undercurrent of this episode is that it does seem like Claire caused the accident, right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't even really factor into any elements of it. Like, it kind of does with, like, Claire's guilt towards her mom. But, um, that's, it's kind of just going on in the background. But, yeah, Aunt Lindsay, um, is very mad at Claire. I wish that they wouldn't have put so much emphasis on the nose like if they could just have claire kind of working through this guilt yeah on her own somehow without like the officer mm-hmm. like laying it on and now her aunt is laying it on like it just i don't know yeah because it's coming from such like unreasonable seeming people that like it makes you empathize with the fact that she may have put her mom in a coma <laughs> mm-hmm. right um so they have... amongst us, yeah, to be yeah. clear, you know, mm-hmm. we've all put our mom in a coma. I mean, it happens all the time. look, I'll say it, when I was a kid, I stepped on a crack. 
Oh, broke no. my mom's back. Your yeah, mom's I know. I know. Back. I feel terrible now. I feel <laughs> terrible now. <laughs> uh, the doctor arrives and tells her that she, her mom has suffered severe head trauma and her brain is too swollen to assess the damage at this time. And mm-hmm. she's being kept alive on life support. Uh, and the doctor doesn't believe that she'll ever wake up, which like, what a heavy blow. Um, and then the aunt wants to know how long she's going to be in the hospital like this because they can't afford the hospital bills. Um, and not that a doctor ever in a million years would ever respond to that question ever, but he's like, Uh, maybe, maybe it works different down on the, but like here they'd be like, well, we can't afford that. And then the doctor would be like, I, I have to go to another patient. Yes. (laughs) Like. They wouldn't even acknowledge that you said it. The doctor would be like, well, there's the plug for the machine, so I'm going <laughs> to yeah. step out. Um, yeah. But the doctor says that their expenses have all been paid, um, but he can't disclose from who. Mm-hmm. That would never happen. Never no. happen. But I appreciate it for the storytelling device. Sure, yeah. You don't want to have a scene with hospital administration no so it makes sense to just make the doctor do that here's my comment on this doctor he's the baldest person that i've ever seen i don't really know how to describe it but like obviously like john Locke doesn't have any hair but this guy is somehow more bald than john Locke. they That's... put some like wax on his head or like coconut yeah, oil or something to make it extra shiny i think yeah yeah like that guy was born bald and he stayed that way mm-hmm. his whole life and good for him you embraced it. Yeah. Um, back on the island, uh, they've got a bird who has fallen for their trap. And Jin is about to pull the cord uh, when a gunshot goes off, scaring the birds. And it turns out it's Desmond. Now this, I will say, doesn't make any sense to me. Why did he do this? Uh, the thing that he was... I mean, we'll talk about it later. The thing he's trying to avoid is Charlie chasing after one of the birds um, so that he, like doesn't fall into the rocks and break his neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like them just having a bird here would solve that pretty easily. So yeah. I don't know. Um, doesn't make sense. I guess there's some reason though. I mean, where Claire isn't being told anything. So we, as the audience aren't getting told anything, I guess. Um, yeah. Desmond apologizes, says he was shooting after a boar and Claire kind of just like picks apart his whole story and uh says like why don't you want me to catch these birds and desmond doesn't really answer um but i do like this that she's just calling him out on Mm -hmm. just lying to her and how Um, fun is it to see the scottish accent with the australian accent sure yeah that doesn't happen too often i feel like it doesn't you don't you don't you don't see that combo all that often um uh, out in the jungle, Kate is uh, about to start walking towards the pylons, uh, but Saeed pulls her back, uh, and Mikhail says that it's a uh, security perimeter, um, but that it doesn't work. Uh, like everything are... on the island that yeah. people say doesn't work and it actually works. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, they're arguing about it, and while they're arguing about it, Locke uh, throws his pack down, and then grabs Mikhail and uh, throws him through the fence, which activates. Um, he starts bleeding from the ears and foaming mm. at the mouth. And when I say bleeding at the ears, I don't mean like blood 
like kind of like trickles out of his ears and goes down the side of his face. I mean, like blood shoots out of his ears. Yeah. Um, seems painful. I don't know. If I had to pick a way to go, it probably wouldn't be Sonic Security Fence. No. Um, but yeah, R.I.P. Miko. Uh, he was such a fun character, and they did not do nearly enough with him. I don't understand why you would let him escape. Why not just let him escape here? Having him running around on the island, like, unseen, is so much more fun than this. Yeah, um, this sucks. He was such a good villain. I wanted yeah. to see more of him. I know. Bummer. It's just dumb. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody starts yelling at Locke for doing this, but he defends his uh, actions. I, I think kind of fairly saying, like, well, I didn't know they had a sonic fence. Um, how could I know that? Which is fair. I will say, you did know something was going to happen. That's why you threw him in. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe you thought it was going to be, like, a bunch of spikes came out of the ground or something. But, um, you did basically use him as a guinea pig. Uh, they decide to go over the fence, um, so they'll need to, to build a bridge over the top of it. Um, Kate looks for the axe, which is in Locke's pack. Uh, Locke is too suspicious when he's, like, trying to get to his pack before they can. Um, and, uh, Saeed searches it and finds, uh, C4. Because Locke apparently did actually know about the C4, uh, and when they kind of ask him about it, he refuses to explain himself. Um, and this is a little bit unbelievable in the sense that, like, I don't believe from this point forward that Saeed would continue to, like, be cool with Locke at all. No. <laughs> like, I feel like Saeed would force him to go back. Yeah. Um, enemies at this point. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't know. So, I... I still, I guess at this point it's fair to say that it seems like Locke blew up the communications station, like, on purpose. Um, but it does we, we get nothing about why. Mm-hmm. Um, back on the beach, Claire confronts Charlie. She asks him what's up with him and Desmond, but he denies everything, uh, saying he just doesn't want to advocate for false hope, which is why he's not going along with the, her bird plan. Uh, Claire says she doesn't want Aaron around a liar, and essentially he uh, breaks up with him. Charlie says that she's overreacting, which is, of course, what you tell somebody when they're mad at you. Yeah, good um, work, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I assume that they cut out the, <laughs> the line where he asks if she's on her period. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the other thing you could say to make it worse, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, she, she kicks Charlie out, saying that at least now... Uh, she knows that she's on her own. And, um, of course, we are cheering and waiting for them to be back together within the next two scenes. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's going to happen. We'll see. We'll find mm-hmm. out. Okay, so, uh, in our next flashback, Claire arrives to the hospital. And one of the nurses tells Claire that they like her new American doctor. Um, who could this doctor be? What American doctors she, have we seen yeah. in the show? It should have just been Jack. It should have just yeah. been that they, they just forgot that they met. Um, the way, the tone that she uses when she says it to is not like, it's like, Ooh, have you seen the hot new exchange student that just, yeah. in? like, it's very, it's very odd. Yeah. Um, 
player enters the room and who is standing over her mom, the Christian, Christian Shepherd. What? <laughs> that is crazy. What yeah, would he know? be doing here? Um, <laughs> Christian starts to leave when Claire's aunt starts, comes in and is very mad at his presence. They kind of have this awkward back and forth while Claire watches. Mm-hmm. And then Claire demands to know what's going on. And they continue to fight about telling Claire the truth. So, I mean, at that point, it's like, well, now you have to come clean. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't, can't have conversations like that. Yeah. Um, Claire asked him if he's the one paying all the bills and taking care of everything. And Christian answers that, yes, he is. And Claire asked him to come clean and tell her who he is. And Christian drops the classic soap opera bomb that he is, in fact, her father. It's great. I will say this, too. Like, soap opera's perfect word. The music in this scene is also going, like, full soap opera. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's really great. There's a lot of soap opera moments in with, like, the music, too, in this episode. Yeah, It's very sure. good. Um, when this episode first aired, was this like the craziest thing that could ever be revealed? Like, I can't, no, I don't think so. I think people basically have figured it out, right? From when he was down at Anna Lucia's uh, in her episode where he's sure. down talking about how like, she's my daughter, and you kind of put together that uh, Claire's dad is gone to like, um. I don't know. It's good. It feels like there should be more of a relationship between Claire and Jack if they really wanted to pull this off. Mm-hmm. Like, not that there should have been, like, some, like, Luke Skywalker, uh, Leia type thing where you're like, um... Oh, that was weird. Like, yeah, where you're like, oh, okay, I guess we're not romantic about each other anymore. But just, like, something. Like, Jack, <laughs> Jack's relationship with Claire is basically just, like, not believing her when the others are gonna attack her. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been nice to see more of a bond between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, was that it in this flashback? That's, yeah, that's how I have Okay. It. Okay, cool. Um, uh, back on the island, Saeed and crew build a tree ramp over the pylon. Um, Kate climbs over first, presumably because they wanted to get a shot of somebody actually doing it, and Evangeline Lily is the only one who, uh, would or could. Um, and then the rest of them get over. It's, it's pretty tense. Like, I don't know, this is a good scene. This is just, like, a fun, um, just little, like, how are they gonna get through this fence type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that the shot of, like, of, um... Terry O'Quinn, like, dropping down after, like, they cut away from him going on to the thing is very funny. Just, like, he clearly was not willing to get more than, like, a foot off the ground with this. Um, but, you know, that's how it goes. I, w- I wouldn't be climbing that either, I guess. Mm-mm. I'll say that, so. Um, Claire vents to Son about the situation with Charlie and Desmond. And they see the two of them arguing, actually, on the beach as, as Son and Claire are talking about them. Uh, and Claire has her watch Aaron so that she could go get answers. 
in our next flashback, Claire mm-hmm. is at her piercing. This is a bigger just... bombshell than her dad being yeah. Christian, honestly. It's the fact that yeah. she works at a tattoo parlor. That's so true. And they She works at Australian Claire's, which I guess is Claire's. <laughs> um I don't know. It's uh and if she were a tattoo artist, if she worked at a tattoo shop, like not it even should necessarily have come up at this point. Yeah, it should have come yes. up. She should have at least one tattoo. Yes. There should be like an episode where she's the person giving Jack a tattoo. Like <laughs> it should have it should have been her. Yeah. I mean, I'm afraid for like the wig and makeup that they would have put her in to have her in Thailand, but yes. Um <laughs> yeah <laughs> just i don't she know she should actually there should be a scene where she's like uh she she puts she puts on like a, a tank top and it turns out she just has like a full back tattoo yes like big like eagle with uh uh you know flames going off the sides of it That'd be it would great. make so much more sense um <laughs> it makes no sense at this point yeah. but um honestly she should have worked at hot topic that honest, yeah, that that would have made more sense for sure. Uh, but he walks into her tattoo shop job, and he wants to buy her a cup of coffee, but she's hesitant. Um, he tells her that he is leaving tonight, and he'll be completely out of her hair forever if she just comes to have this one cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to the mall. And Which is where you go to get a cup of coffee. Yeah, I guess obviously. presumably she already works at the mall. Uh, but that is a very funny place to be like, well, let's go to a nice intimate setting so we can talk. How about a food court? Yeah, exactly. I need to, <laughs> I need to work through my daddy issues next to hot dog on a stick. Right. Um, <laughs> I can only talk about my parental issues when I can smell <laughs> cinnamon. Yeah, like... <laughs> and Sabaros and Panda Express all at, all all at, at once. once. The mixed into the worst smell you can think of. Um, so they go to this lunch court, and um, Clara's wearing these like black jelly bracelets that are such a blast from the past. Mm-hmm. I definitely had a whole bunch of those when I went through my like new metal emo phase. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, so that was kind of fun to see. I forgot all about those. But yeah. Christian tells her that he got alerted of the accident from a surgeon friend in Sydney who let him know the second that Claire's mom went into surgery. And he tells her that they had a fling and Claire's mom told him that she was going to have the baby. Um, at first, I guess he went out to visit when she was little and he gave her toys and sang to her. Um, Claire asks him why he stopped coming, and his first response is, oh, your aunt hated me, which is just yeah, so... Not a, not a real reason. Uh, not a real reason. It's so clash, classic Christian, like, just doesn't want to take any kind of accountability and blames it yeah. on somebody else. Um, I will say their characterization for Christian is pretty fantastic. Like, he's very consistent, too. He's very um, consistent. And, 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 like, the whole... And like, and you can see how he views things, mm-hmm. um, like how he thinks of why he had to leave Claire. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's pretty well written, to be honest. It's very well written. 
It's very well played. I have to give John Terry, the actor who plays Christian, some mm-hmm. credit here. He has this nervous tick when he, you know, right before he's like, well, your mom also didn't like that I had another family. Like, he just kind of peppers <laughs> yeah. that in. Um, yeah. He has this, like, nervous tick where he covers his mouth to itch his nose and then mm-hmm. crosses his arm over to itch his ear. And I just... It, just illustrating how uncomfortable Christian gets when he's in a corner and can't play the part of the hero. Yeah. And he does it so well. Um, Blair asks why he didn't just pay the bills from the States instead of coming all the way out to Australia. And Christian says that he wanted to keep help, wanted to help um, talk about alternative options for Claire's mom while she's in a yeah. coma. He's like, evil Dr. Kevorkian. Like, yeah. all the people who were scared of Dr. Kevorkian were, like, actually picturing Christian. Like, <laughs> yeah. he well, is I mean, this is the evil. part where he gets to play the hero, right? Like, he gets to be the the guy who comes in and says, like, I know you all don't want to hear this, but this is what has to be done. Which is such an insane thing to think, to say about uh, the woman you abandoned. Right. <laughs> and the kid you abandoned. And the kid, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, Claire rightfully tells him that he's being an asshole and that he just came back to Australia to fix the problem. Um, he's back to pay the bills and to come across as noble, but he's, I mean, he's asking Claire to take her mom off of life support. Yeah. Um, and she starts walking away and she tells him that she doesn't even know his name and she wants it to stay that way um christian runs after her and grabs her arm and he gives her a speech about not keeping her mom alive for the wrong reasons uh to know the difference between hope and guilt and the music swells and i feel like we as an audience are supposed to think that this is some like triumphant moment for christian like he's really doing something here like yeah i it doesn't i mean yeah there's kind of like a a not quite there narrative underlying like on this episode of like hope Mm -hmm. like i guess there's supposed to be a juxtaposition between claire giving i mean she doesn't give up hope on her mom either and she doesn't give up hope on the island like i don't really know what we're taking away from it um i don't know yeah i will just say the line about like you know um i don't know if you're i, I don't know your name and frankly i don't want to know it, that one just feels so clunky like mm-hmm. it just feels like they like they might as well have just been like and if i ever find somebody who has your same last name yeah. i wouldn't even know <laughs> so that's why the, if that happens in the future that mm-hmm. that happened like, it's, it's, I don't know. It just feels like purely to appease people that are like, hey, wouldn't they have figured this out at some point? Yeah, that is so true. Um, didn't feel, yeah, <laughs> well, super organic or anything. Yeah. Um, also weird that she doesn't know his name. Like, he he didn't introduce yeah. himself and she didn't ask at all. Like, I, I get that it, like it's a very strange relationship, but I, I think I'd want to at least know. Also, explosive auntie didn't just like drop it, yeah. you know, at some point. Like, yeah. sure, they don't have a relationship, but I feel like she'd want somebody to bitch about him too. Like, she yeah. seems like that type of person. I don't know. 
Or um, she would have used it as a way to, like, taunt her. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, here's my thing. Like, he came to Australia to fix the problem. And he came to mm-hmm. Australia to, like, assess the situation and now feels like he can decide for her what to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like Claire is totally alone in this conversation. Like, I feel like instead of introducing himself to Claire, he's, even though they hate each other, he still could have, like, had a very frank conversation with the aunt. Like, yeah. you know, like, I'm going to pay her bills. Like, please let me know the situation. Or, like, he has the surgeon friend who could, like, look at the profile it just seems so narcissistic that he would insert himself into claire's life at this time yeah and like there's no like little bitty little like uh monologue that he can give that would redeem Mm -hmm. that i just i don't know yeah yeah i mean he's well written to be just an absolute Mm -hmm. slimeball yep yep but then at the same time thinking that he's like this noble hero. Like it's, yeah, very yes. well done. I think this is like Lost, one of Lost's strongest characters is Christian for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he, he adds a little bit to every every episode that he's in for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Claire follows Desmond out to the cliffs. Uh Desmond finds a seagull and is able to catch it. Uh, Claire asks how he knew that the bird would be there, saying that, you know, you went straight for it, but Desmond uh, doesn't really want to let her know. And then finally she keeps digging, and he tells her about how, like, how Charlie would have bashed his head against the rocks trying to get this bird for Claire. And that's where he died, was right over there. Uh, Which I guess is, like, the sensationalist way to do this feels like maybe you could have just explained it first and then been like this is the Mm. deal um i don't know uh maybe it it clearly works because claire goes back and makes up with charlie saying that desmond told her everything um uh weird that they didn't just do this from the start uh yeah i don't know um the uh the what i will say about this scene that i like is that um when Desmond is holding, because they use real a real seagull for this, um, which presumably they had eight billion of around the set. So mm-hmm. um, uh, there's a point where Desmond is grabbing it and he picks it up, but then a wave comes in and just absolutely like waterboards the yeah. seagull. And I do I think it like obviously that you know you don't want animals to be mistreated on set, but it's very funny to think. I mean, seagulls are evil little creatures, so maybe that's why I think it's so funny. But like. Uh, <laughs> it well, just, also, it just like doesn't this... even care. It's like yeah, it's just okay. like, it has no like choice. It's just it, yeah, it has to do it. He has it completely. Uh, he has the the wings and the legs completely held down. <laughs> um. Okay, so was that all of yours? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we get our next flashback, our, our last flashback, and uh, Claire is back at the hospital, and she has blonde hair now. She's pregnant, so this mm-hmm. is like right before she leaves and is on the island. Um, yeah, and goes to visit her mom, 
So it has been, I mean, we don't know how how long, but likely several years. And her mom. I mean, yeah. Long enough for her to get her. blonde hair again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire turns on the TV, uh, and there's a nature show about birds on, which I thought was like a cute callback. Um, sure. Well, she even says at the beginning of the episode that she like watched nature shows with her mom. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So she obviously has been spending a lot of time with her mom while she is in a coma. Um, mm-hmm. Claire confesses to her mom that she's pregnant um, and that she's giving her baby up for adoption. And she very touching, just amazing performance from Emily Doreen. Yeah. Wow. This had me teary. Just like what a great job. Um she tells her mom that she doesn't know how she raised her alone and uh, apologizes for getting into the fight in the car and for causing that accident because of their fight. Um, mm-hmm. And just very, very touching and, and great performance from her. I thought that was such a great scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I... I like it because I, it's kind of something they've been doing this season, right? Is having flashbacks end with people um, like about to go to the island mm-hmm. or about to to go on the flight. Like I know for sure Hurley's was one of them where they kind of like at the end he's like, well, I'm going to Australia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we saw a, a later one when, where we see what he actually did in Australia. But um, yeah, this is good. It's, it's, pure like character development there's nothing that like affects anything else on the island Mm -hmm. about this it's just a good just a nice little wrap up for the story with her and her mom we need more of that frankly like oh yeah especially for claire yes yes absolutely yeah um yeah uh back on the island claire and charlie put a note on the bird and let it go talking about you know, it's here's my big issue with this episode. It's insane that Charlie is the one doing the voiceover for the note. Why isn't it Claire? Yeah. Why <laughs> this is, is her whole deal. Yeah. Why does Charlie get to be the one that like talks about like life and death and birth and rebirth and all that kind of stuff? I don't know. It's a nice enough note, but that rubbed me the wrong way. Dominic Moynihan's agent was like, um, I mean, I, can we switch this? Yeah, he's probably, probably, honestly, that is it, that he's contractually obligated to get this many more lines than Claire per episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire tells Charlie that she's not going to be giving up on him, uh, which is cool, I guess, great. Um, and then we get one of my favorite things on this happened on this show or will happen on this show i love this is such a good ending i think kate and saeed uh find and Locke and uh Rousseau, i guess are there too uh they find the others camp um and as they're uh as they are like peering through it they see there's like people walking around it looks like a college campus right there's like somebody mm-hmm. on a bike going by then all of a sudden sudden they see jack sprinting at them full speed uh, Kate goes to reach out to help him, but Saeed stops her. And, uh, then we see, it cuts back to Jack and he's catching a football and we get this super ominous music while Jack is doing 
Matthew Fox is doing like 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 touchdown celebration mm-hmm. where he's like throwing the ball into the ground. It's just such a good fake out and like reveal that like Jack is I, I don't know. I think this is such a good ending. It's it's the perfect kind of like lost cliffhanger for me. And then we get like bad guy Tom in the yes, background yeah. too. And like, they're they're yeah. like just they're just having a game of catch. Mm-hmm. Which I think we should talk about every single character on the show needs to have, probably with an older uh, father figure type person. Um, so we're going to see, hope, maybe Jack will be fixed by the next episode. Now maybe. That he's had game, now that he's had his game of catch. This is what he needed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. Um, this one came in at number 89 on IMDb, which is kind of low, I feel like, but... Like I said, I mean, I would put it closer to probably in the 70s or 60s. Uh, that's about where I think it would go. Yeah, I have to second that. That seems a little bit low. It wasn't a yeah. bad episode. It just wasn't no. a great episode. Yeah. Uh, and then next week is The Man from Tallahassee, which is a lock episode. Um, uh, now, I... Well, won't say anything. We'll, we'll talk about this episode when we get to it. I will say that's the one we talked about already that Locke, uh, that Terry O'Quinn submitted for mm-hmm. uh, his Emmy consideration. So, yeah. Um, considering talk the Saeed one was so good, I'm excited to see what this one yeah uh, ends up like. Uh, and now I do want to mention something, and it is kind of spoilery. It's not going to be very specific spoilers, but just about the general trajectory of the show. So if you really don't want spoilers, then I guess now is the good time to turn off the episode. Um, but uh, this episode is, spoiler alert, uh, Claire's last episode. There's no more Claire-centric episodes for the rest of the show's six uh, or three seasons left, I guess, at this point. Out of the show's six seasons. Um, which is wild to me. <laughs> like, I don't know. They clearly just don't know what to do with Claire. They they mm-hmm. don't have a plan for her outside of her having a baby. And that has happened now. So, I guess maybe we're done with Claire. I don't know. Like, and to be clear, we're not done with Claire in the sense that, like, she still is on the show. Um, we're just not getting any more, like, flashback episodes about her. Or more into her backstory, really. Um... I will say there is an episode that isn't... The flashbacks aren't Claire, but it's kind of a Claire-centric episode uh, later on in the series that I think is excellent. So, like, she still gets to do stuff, but, yeah, overall, huge disappointment, I feel like. Yeah, what a bummer. They really did her character so dirty, and mm-hmm. um, I think maybe one of the things that lost rot to the zeitgeist was like these backstories of these characters and that's been refined I think in some ways like I just finished the most current season of Yellow Jackets I don't know if you've I I haven't watched that yet but I know it's people talk about it like it's it's lost adjacent right I mean it's a it's actually about people that crash land on an island isn't it yes yeah well yeah. They're in the wilderness but like pretty much oh, okay. and um uh one of the things that they do on the show is they kind of like like the core group of like maybe four or five people to do flashbacks with mm-hmm. or like follow them and i kind of feel like lost could have 
picked lane, like either, sure. you know, spread it out a little bit more so you're still giving attention to the people that are coming up on the island or just pick a core group of people. Right. But, well, because the, the Yellow Jackets thing, from what I've heard, is like they, the there's basically these certain people that like you have a much better grasp of like what has happened to them. Yeah. Versus like other side characters, or not even side characters, but just characters who aren't centric in the flashbacks mm-hmm. that you don't know what's happened. And so that's kind of like the mystery. Um, right. And then it I, like, it kind of yeah. unravels more. Like the group gets bigger as the series go on, goes right. on that they focus on. Um, I, but I just, I guess I'm trying to think of like creative ways that they could have been a little more considerate of the characters that they've looped in already like claire for example yeah i well i i to be honest i i kind of think that they should go i feel like them spreading them out more is more fun um Mm -hmm. like something like the rose and bernard flashback episode is so great and you don't get that when you just focus on like jack and all them Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh yeah, there's there's definitely something. I mean, I I think at this point they basically have hit their stride with it, right? Like they kind of know, like, okay, here's mainly the people that we're gonna give flashbacks for, and then there's some people like Saeed who I haven't looked it up. My guess is Saeed doesn't have another flashback episode this season. Mm-hmm. I would at least be surprised if he did um, mm-hmm. in the next ten episodes or so, um, or someone like Desmond where. I mean, Desmond's was kind of not even really a flashback episode. Um, at least his second one. His first one was, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, just uh, disappointing. It uh, definitely feels like Claire... We could have gotten more from Claire uh, without... Um, if they had not given up on her. Especially with her being Jack's sister. Like, oh my god, you just opened yes. up so many different lines or like roads to follow. It, mm-hmm. it just... I don't know. Real disappointing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That is the end of the episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at all the best pods. Uh, you can email us all the best podcasts at gmail.com. Uh, you can um, uh, you can you know like, share, subscribe, you can rate and review us on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Emma, any idea how many stars they should be giving us uh, when they're doing those reviews? I think five. Five stars. Five stars. So that's uh, one star for each uh, seagull that was inadvertently drowned over the course of this episode. Um, (laughs) Rip. Rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Until next week, uh, get lost. Get lost.